Welcome to Hire Up, the podcast designed to help you take your business to a higher level. Get the latest news and updates on everything human resources. Unlock the occupational DNA so you can identify, select, develop, and retain top talent. And now your host, John Beck. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Higher Up, the podcast devoted to everything human resources and taking your organization to a higher level. In studio today, a very special guest. She is the founder and owner of Talent Made Simple, which she started in 2016. She has over 15 years of experience in human resource and talent acquisition and is passionate about helping companies find and leverage the best possible talent. Her experience includes senior-level human resource and recruiting roles in both private and public sector. She started her career at Lamar Advertising, where she worked in the areas of human resources and as an HR generalist. In her efforts to advance her career, she joined Emeticis in 2006, where she held various roles in HR and recruiting. She participated in many improvement processes and initiatives and large-scale ERP and ATS implementations. Her final years, she led the National Talent Acquisition Team. She then joined the Louisiana Department of Revenue as an assistant secretary and appointed position on the executive leadership team, where she led the human resource and customer service divisions and later created a talent management division. She brought HR and talent management practices into state government that historically were not part of HR strategies in the public sector. These practices included introducing and advancing human capital practices to include pay for performance, employee engagement, leadership development, and much more. She has led the talent acquisition team for Our Lady of the Lake Health System, She also graduated from Louisiana State University with a bachelor's degree in management in 2001 and has maintained her PHR certification since that time. Welcome the founder of Talent Made Simple, Christina Boudreaux. Welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Happy to be here. Well, we're really excited to have you, uh, as always, and I must say that uh, you're a hometown girl. That's uh, right, uh, right down the street. Right down the street. You were uh, <laughs> born and raised uh, for, right down the street from our studios, which is awesome. And uh, you're now in Baton Rouge, right? That's right, yep. Good and, to be back here, though. Well, <laughs> well great. We, uh, we love having you, and we're really excited to discuss some of the things that you do and talk a little bit about what direction uh, human resources going and uh, talk about some of your services as well. Uh, l- let's get serious for a moment. Um, I know you live in the heart of Baton Rouge and it's impossible to, to move around Baton Rouge without seeing what's going on there. And we're talking about the flood in 2016, this large flood that we just had. Talk to me a little bit about that from a firsthand perspective. Absolutely, John. Well, I've been very thankful that I wasn't impacted directly, but there's so many, you know, individuals out in the community, friends and family. There are, I think, about 100,000 homes were destroyed from the flood. So it's been massive. 
And so everywhere you go, you're driving down the street, it's complete devastation. It's really been just a, a trying time for our community, you know, and so really trying to do all we can, you know, to help our friends and family out and right. just others in the community. You know, I mean, there's so many people that have lost everything they own, their homes, their cars, they've got small children. You know, we've seen several, you know, families that are, you know, um, just starting a family or about to have a baby and right. they've lost everything that they've had. And yeah. so it's been really sad. It's been heart wrenching, but I tell you, um, you know, the positive thing is just seeing the way that the community has come together during yeah. a time like this. They, you know? they, they are resilient. Yes. You know, uh, I have to say that. And it's amazing how, um, you know, based on the things that have happened in this crazy year, mm-hmm. especially in the Baton Rouge and Louisiana right. area, how these communities have, put all that aside and have come together neighbor help a neighbor and I, and I think what's important for the rest of the country is to know that this isn't something that's going to go away in a week right we're talking that this is a long-term recovery it will be. when you have this type of devastation absolutely yeah. I mean I think that we've got a long road ahead of us but I think the people in you know in Baton Rouge are resilient and, and will recover from it yeah so, well yeah. thank you for that update and I know that uh, you see it firsthand and certainly our, our thoughts and prayers and hearts go out to to those individuals so moving on to a little bit lighter topic or well not lighter but serious topic as right. well and that's the topic of human resources when i had lunch with you a few weeks ago it was a very interesting lunch and what i was excited to hear about is this new business model and it's talent made simple that's yes. it, right? Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. <laughs> and here we have uh, Christina Boudreaux, owner and CEO of the Talent Made Simple and TalentMadeSimple.com. Yes. Uh, I tell you what, I'm a dot-com kind of guy, <laughs> and I'm jealous. I mean, if I'd have known that was out there, I'd have scooped it exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> I was surprised to see it. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so, folks, can't miss that domain, TalentMadeSimple.com, and there'll be a site there with all the services and, and things that those guys do there. And we're, we're really excited to welcome them into the HR business community. But what we really want to do is we want to tap into Christina's vast background and knowledge in the areas of recruiting and HR. So let's dive right in. Sounds good. You good? All yeah. right. So when we talk about talent and recruiting, what are employers seeing out in the marketplace as it relates to recruiting and retaining top talent? What are the challenges? What are they seeing out there? Absolutely, John. So I think, I mean, there's absolutely a war on talent out there. It's getting more and more competitive. And if your organization's not seeing it currently, they will be seeing it in the future. You know, I mean, everything from the generational differences. So we have a lot more um, of the workforce that's exiting at this time than that's coming in. And so that's creating some voids and challenges as far Mm -hmm. as skills and things like that. But also just the mobility of individuals, you know, high performers have options. And so whereas 10 years ago, we may have seen high performers staying in one organization, you know, maybe two or so jobs in 10 years time. Right. Now you see people going, you know, they have they have options. Mm -hmm. And so even if they're not looking for employment, there's recruiters out there that are scoping them out. You know, they're a top performer and they have a reputation. You can bet on it. Yeah. If they're not looking for employment, employment is looking for them. Absolutely. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, they have options. And so, you know, even the passive candidates out there, you know, are maybe not seeking employment, but organizations are growing and really needing top talent and getting smarter about those strategies. They're going to, they're going to find them. Right. I get it. What kind of strategies, what kind of recruiting strategies can employers put in place to win the war? 
Absolutely. I think that one of the key things is that, you know, the human capital strategies need to transition. So human resources and organizations used to be a lot more traditional. So they used to be more transactional and process and policy driven, whereas now they really need to be aligned with the business to help drive those strategies and be more proactive with their recruiting strategies. And so what I mean by that, John, is, you know, um, really importantly is, you know, having a solid, a solid employee value proposition, mm-hmm. everything from how, you know, the culture aligns with the mission and values and the overall rewards package that you can offer to your employees. And so being clear in how that's communicated, both on the front end to candidates that you may be trying to recruit, right. but also employees, you know, ensuring that they're engaged and that you can have the ability to retain them by the, the proposition that you put out there. What you don't want to forget about you have tremendous talent within your organization, and it's a constant battle to continue to retain it. Absolutely. You know, you exactly. can't just sit back and say, we got them. Yep. You can't take your eye off of it. That's right. Yep. That's that's a <laughs> that's a huge. Very important. We always say, folks, there's nuggets out there, and that's a, that's a big one. And how many organizations are guilty of bringing in, doing amazing work to bring in top talent? They yes. have it. They secure it. They train it. It's it, They have wonderful production and, and, and low turnover going on. But don't think that that talent is just locked. Absolutely. Okay. You have to keep the focus on it all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yep. Employment so is looking for them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's right. How can organizations recruit in a way that allow them to be more effective with retaining employees? What are some recruiting strategies to, uh, in, in helping to retain that talent? I think, you know, strong recruiting strategies are definitely a must for an organization. And John, you and I have talked a lot about organizational DNA, and it really feeds right into that. You know, yeah. I think it's important for organizations to build talent profiles. So mm-hmm. not only for positions, they know the skills that they need, but also the behavioral competencies and looking at their top performers and identifying what are the characteristics mm-hmm. that they bring to the table, right. whether it be behavioral competencies, as well as, you know, what types of organizations do they come from? Sure. But I mean, it's the closest thing we can get to a clone, right? Yeah, <laughs> We right. want to clone right. our top performers, put talent profiles in well, place. Well, you talk talking my kind of language there, yeah. you know, you, you made an interesting point and it's not necessarily in the area in which we're experts in. And I know you are, because when I look at the selection process, it makes up those three major components, which are the past skills and experience that they bring the interview, which is the present. And then of mm-hmm. course the future prediction, that's kind of my world right. where we're doing assessment work to predict the fit of that talent or the occupational DNA fit. But what you brought up is so I'm I'm folk I'm single focused on that one area yeah. is is my organization and that is you know profiling the the future fit mm-hmm. but you're also you made a great point building that profile for that past profile what does that right. the individual have to bring to the table with the at that past skill experience mm-hmm. that's a, that's actually you know that's a profile it's huge and what does that interview profile look like so. It's not just the part I do, but yep. it's the other pieces as well. Right. And, you, you know, know, John, I've, I mean, used your assessments. I mean, they're a great tool and combined with a robust interviewing process right. can really, you know, help organizations to make better decisions, more informed decisions, and really having those interviews, you know, past behavior predicts future performance. Right. So having their interview process really locked down to focus on those behavioral competencies as mm-hmm. well historically, a lot of the training that's been done for interviewing has been more on the legal side of things. Right, so what right. not to ask, but they really need to be trained on how do you assess them for competencies aside from just, you know, what gills have been. Right, exactly. So I think it's important to educate managers, you know, on that and sure. ensure that they have the tools that they need to make those informed decisions. On yeah. the front end. It always scares me when I'm talking with a group of managers and uh, doing review on interviewing techniques or, or training and someone will say, well, yeah, I've got my own special method. Right. 
<laughs> you know, I always cringe a little bit. I'm like, okay, you want to tell me about that? Right. <laughs> you know, what's what, your little, your... yeah, what's your little special method that, that you do? Right. Um, when we talk about culture, let, let's kind of shift gears a minute. How does the culture of an organization impact the ability to successfully recruit and retain great employees? You know, we're talking about that cultural match. Mm-hmm. That's a great question, Don. So, I mean, I think that it's important. The culture is crucial to being able to retain top talent. Mm -hmm. So having the culture, identifying employees that fit within the culture. So we talked about behavioral competencies and things like that. But it's also important to assess their motivational fit. Right. So organizations know what the culture is like for these individuals that are going Mm -hmm. to be recruiting for. So trying to identify, will they be a motivational fit for the organization? So um, will they enjoy being in that workplace? And really creating a culture of employee engagement. So really focused on, you know, building a culture of engagement, one where um, you can align employees' passions with your vision. Right. So, you know, employees come on board, they, they're passionate about something, whatever it is, is their profession. That's what they want to be able to do. Yeah. And so how do we align that as organizations and build a culture where yeah. they can do that? Where, yeah, where they can live out what their goals and desires are, which happen to fall in line with the organizational culture goals. Right. And when you get that match, that's when Exactly. That's when that's when good becomes extraordinary. Right. right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's not easy to do. Absolutely. And it, I think it, it's, you know, fostering an environment where there's trust and people can mm-hmm. be transparent with each other, but also can do the type of work that they love, feel autonomous type of environment, mm-hmm. I think is important. Right. So. Right. That's good stuff. Oftentimes, executives don't want to make the investment in human capital strategies. I hear that all the time, especially from the C-suite. We'll present in projects and solutions and We'll get feedback. Well, it was denied by the by the top executives, and yep. what it comes down to is because I don't think they can see the tangible ROI. How do you respond to that? How do how do we overcome that? And that that goes for you know individuals like yourself with your organization, what you're going to be bringing to the table, what we bring to the table, and not only that, but HR. Right. HR is trying to do great things, but yet how do we how do we cross that bridge Absolutely. into the C-suite and help them to understand the the value? definitely something that as HR professionals has always been a challenge for us. But as we transform HR and the value that we bring to the table, I think it's important. We really help to quantify our return on investment um, really by understanding what are the business goals, Mm -hmm. what they're trying to accomplish. And so measuring the typical HR metrics, but also finding the way to quantify that, how it's impacting the business. For instance, not just measuring turnover as a percentage, but what impact is turnover truly having to the organization? And we've seen all sorts of studies that say how much turnover cost because of the interviewing and training and things like that. But also, what about the cost of the vacancy? So how is that impacting productivity for the organization? And if you can quantify things like that and show the overall impact to the business, you're going to be able to secure the buy-in from your executives yeah. to be able to put these things into place because they're important. Really what it comes down to is more preparation on our part as HR professionals in preparing the type of presentation or information that they're looking for. Right. If we come in there with, well, this is a good thing because it feels good, it looks good, it smells good, doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to buy in. Absolutely. And a lot of times, especially in today's economic situation that our country is in Mm. times are tough for a lot of organizations especially here in southern louisiana with the impact of the oil and Mm -hmm. gas industry and how that's kind of been on a little bit of a decline lately Mm -hmm. organizations have tightened their belts and you really have to bring uh, a new project when you bring a project especially in the hr group to uh, the c-suite you better have your nickels and dimes 
accounted for. Definitely. And, and show the organization the financial impact. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I mean, all over the organization, we're always talking about big data and things yeah. like that. Well, there's HR data. And I think it's important that HR has scorecards that they're measured by. Right. And then they're putting those things out in front of their executives to help to understand, one, what they're doing really well. But then mm-hmm. secondly, where there's some opportunities, putting that in front of them on a regular basis to see how they can impact the business in That's, a positive way. That's huge. That's yeah. <laughs> it all comes down. I mean, we can sit here and talk about all the all the great things, but it always comes down to is it a financially smart decision right. for the organization at the end of the day? Yep. You know, I mean, <laughs> organizations just can't give and give and give. They have exactly. to look at the bottom line. What tools do you think are the most important uh, in the process to provide data to help drive these decisions? I wish there was a cookie cutter approach. Yeah. I wish there was a one size fits all, but I really think it depends upon the organization. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been in several different organizations and my recommendations would be in one or not the same as what they'd be in another. Right. For example, I did some work with you, um, John, whenever we were, um, when I was working for the state. Right. So nonprofit setting, you know. um, Different animal altogether. Different animal. (laughs) So being in the public sector, you know, really tight budget, you know, so really identifying and assessing the needs of the organization, where we were trying to go from a business standpoint. What was going to be the biggest impact? Exactly. Where am I going to get the biggest bang for the buck? We did some incredible things there and really had an impact on the bottom line and the results. Yeah, I'm going to give you a little kudos on that. You guys were doing in state government what some of your top Fortune 100 companies are doing. Yeah. And that was groundbreaking in what you guys were doing in that department from uh, leadership development, cultural development, organizational development. I mean, that's not commonplace in my 25 years in human resources to see that type of work being done. So hats off to you and your team that, you know, when you guys were, were implementing there, it was Absolutely. some great work. Well, yeah, and John, you know, we saw some incredible results. We saw, you know, the impact of the revenue coming into the state increase as a result of that. I mean, it was things that were, and sometimes back to the basics, you can add employee engagement that hadn't been done before, really putting robust action plans in place. And then, you know, we implemented an incentive plan, which was very neat. It was the first of its kind in state government. Right. And it really helped to drive the performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all it was all about being rewarded for above and beyond performance, and that's what we saw. So well, cool. I'm going to go ahead and make a call right now, and that call is <laughs> for anyone out there in state government, not necessarily only in Louisiana, obviously. Uh, Christina is located uh, right in the heart of Louisiana, but as and is capable of working outside. If you're in state government and you're looking to do some innovative and creative things, her, her and her organization have uh, some tremendous solutions and a ton of experience in that area. So you be sure to, to definitely check out talentmadesimple.com. <laughs> Uh, yeah, good, good stuff. Let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit now. I want a Christina update. You're venturing out and getting ready to take the step and and do your own thing, which is exciting. Tell us a little bit about talent made simple. What was the idea that drove that? And let's kind of just discuss talent made simple. Sure. Absolutely. So John, very exciting time. You know, I've wanted to do this for a long time. And so finally decided that now now's the right time. Now right. or never, right? Yeah. So just, I've had a lot of experience both in working for the working for the state as well as working in various organizations, primarily in healthcare, but also some outside of healthcare as well. But I've got a lot of experience under my belt, right. you know, in all aspects of HR, 
in addition to recruiting, done mm. a lot of work in recruiting as well, led the recruiting efforts for the National Organization for Emeticists. And so right. really had some great experiences. And I want to want to be able to bring that to more companies. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to provide value to a lot more organizations than I can with just right. being employed by an organization. And sure. so, you know, with Telemate Simple, we provide a lot of different services on a consulting basis, both on the HR side as well as the recruiting side. Mm-hmm. So we have some clients that want us, you know, to do their recruiting for them. Right. Contract type basis. Others might be more on an executive search or contingency type basis, mm-hmm. um, but also HR consulting. So various HR projects, you know, a lot of your smaller organizations don't have HR organizations at all or they don't have big HR organizations. Right. So they really need some help either to, um, you know, define their HR strategy or for projects as they come up here and there, sure. you know, really need some guidance on can they most effectively implement some of those things. And, and that's what we're here to do. And and for business owners to kind of try to start to build that department yep. for those, you know, because there's always that sweet spot. Um, and, and I have a lot of clients that where you'll have a business owner and they can have a hundred plus employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's not really an HR department right. or an HR uh, individual over the function. Mm-hmm. And it, right. you know, it could get it, sticky. What a great need to be able to feel to also come in in those situations and look at where they are and assess the need and then give them an offering of either helping to set up that, looking at bringing in that person that you guys could help recruit, mm-hmm. find, Absolutely. put in and get the systems in place to really get them streamlined because the war on talent is, is, is cranked up, it's happening, and if it's not affecting you yet, it will be. It is, definitely. You know? And that's the thing, you know, with your smaller organizations, oftentimes, if you do have any kind of HR function at all, it's more on the transactional side. Right. It's getting the, the payroll process, the benefits in, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So really helping organizations to be more strategic in how they're managing their human capital, you know, that's really what we're yeah. here to do. Top talent doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't. You know, everybody. <laughs> and it's crucial to <laughs> yeah. our organization. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So let's do this. Um, do you have? Uh, I want. I want. I want you to give the uh, website address uh, from you. Okay. Go ahead. Let's go ahead and give it that. www.talentmatesimple.com. Oh, very Check simple to find. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be live and ready to go. It is. And for an organization to engage you to begin the dialogue, go to the website. Yep. Uh, there's some contact forms and our information to contact you there. Yes. Uh, and of course, folks, as always, uh, we're going to have an entire page as we have for all of our guests on HRHigherUp.com, the website devoted to everything human resources and taking your organization to a higher level. Uh, we'll have a great page there with all of Christina's information, uh, a recap of the interview. You'll be able to go there, listen directly to the podcast, as well as find contact information for Christina. Also on another business note, uh, be sure to check out our new HR Higher Up app. We have it live in the App Store and on Google Play, so it's on all platforms. So again, uh, just go to your App Store and check out and look for HR Higher Up, and you'll find our app where you can just download and the app, put it in your phone, and you'll be able to get access to all of our great podcasts, uh, present and past. So, Christina, we really want to take a moment. And is there anything else you need? Anything off the top that you have? I think that covers that it. Kind John. of covers Thanks it. so much. I enjoyed my time being with you today, and look forward to further dialogue. Well, and I'll, I'll give you guys a little sidebar as well. Um, it's an unofficial. Uh, we got a good handshake, but we're going to be working very closely with Christina's organization. As you know, one of our focuses is helping clients in terms of assessments and, and what we do. But we're also going to be working working very close with Talent Made Simple as a uh, referring partner. 
So they're a great partner to the assessment company. And if you are in need of those types of services, uh, you can expect that that's going to be someone that we're going to be uh, talking about. So anyway, uh, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone today for listening and joining us at HR Higher Up, uh, the podcast for everything human resources and taking your organization to a higher level. to Higher Up with John Beck. For show notes, updates, and more on how to break the code to unlocking occupational DNA, join the community at hrhigherup.com and take your business to a higher level. This has been an exclusive production of SharperTalkMedia.com. Join the community.